Welcome to episode 156 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my co-host, Warren Sklar, is here. How you doing, Warren? Hey, I'm, uh, I'm good. I think I got my camera in the right spot. Yeah, you're actually close up this time this week. Well, I'll, show, I'll take a picture of it, but I have uh, like a lamp that I pushed up and mounted to the lamp. Right. It works. So it, yeah, just, you're not, you're not, really, you're not really far away like you had been, so that's great. Well, no, well, I tried people to be, are watching the video here, but of course we're listening to audio here. Yeah, I tried to be creative yesterday and it worked out. Yeah, so, but I want to welcome a brand new guest to the show this week, uh, Mr. Dan Wasink uh, from Dan's Tutorials. Dan, uh, thanks for being here. How are you? Oh, thanks. Thanks for the invitation. I'm well. I'm well. Yes. Well, Thank good, you. good. Um, glad yes, glad you. you're here, and uh, we're going to find out a little bit about you as, and and, uh, and uh, all the stuff you do with Apple, because you're like us, or, or Apple enthusiasts, as we call it, or uh, maybe Apple fanboys. I mean, we might, yeah. don't might think of that way, but... Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I can uh, criticize them a little uh, bit, too. We can, too. Uh, don't worry, we do. Uh, <laughs> we, so. we, are te- we are tech fanboys. We are tech fanboys, yes. 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 That, that's probably more fitting. But Dan's yeah. got a great uh, tutorial site that he does all kinds of great videos called Dan's Tutorials. We're going to talk about that a little later and uh, you can find out a little more about that so but uh we got news of the day and we've got you got a couple things at the end so kind of a a, a, i don't know if you say an expert but you're very very well knowledge of apple tv so we're gonna uh, talk to you a little bit about some of that stuff you actually presented to my apple user group uh, a couple weeks ago so uh thought only fitting well they'll share that with the audience as well so and uh Mm -hmm. we'll do all kinds of other fun stuff like we always do on the show here so let's um let's just go jump right into the news for this week and uh we talked about this story yesterday on Mac Mac Voices Live, and I thought, oh, it might be fitting that we talk about it here today. So uh, this is a 9 to 5 Mac. Um, another person accidentally swallows an AirPod and still works after being, quote unquote, retrieved. Uh, the story of another missing AirPod re- recently surfaced and as it turned out, this Massachusetts man is the first to have experienced, quote unquote, losing it's the, it this way. It's a story that says that he swallowed an AirPod while in his sleep and how the doctor got it out. Uh, doctor uh, actually said that he thought it was dangerous enough that they had to actually go in, you know, and, uh, and I'm not going to go get to the gory graphics of how they went in, but uh, <laughs> it, it, let's, let's put it this way. We didn't want it to come out the way it went in because uh, uh, that would not be pleasant. Um, so mm-hmm. they actually retrieved it and Lo and behold, it still worked. <laughs> they, he was able to, after cleaning it, I would hope that they put some alcohol and some other things on there after. <laughs> the first thing after, I thought of. Yeah. I, after, didn't, I didn't actually read. I, th- I thought they pulled it out of his mouth. I didn't actually click the whole thing. I, I didn't. I thought, I thought they had, he actually, they'd actually had to go in through another, another way to get to it because. I, uh, maybe. Um, I, I was picturing just an endoscopy. Yeah, I'm uh, pic- I thought it end. was the mouth. I think mouth. it's the mouth. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Yeah. They did retrieve yeah. it. From his esophagus, which is even more dangerous because right. it, if it it got lodged in there, I mean, my gosh! So luckily yeah. they were able to get it out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, oh, that's, that's, I was reading they're, they're that. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Dan? I think fishing with the hook. What do you think, Dan? This is this is. Uh, we always hear these crazy stories about this with Apple Gear. Well, you know, I I I, I was reading it, and it's just like, um, you know, he couldn't uh, he couldn't swallow water, and then he goes back to bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no, I don't, I don't know. He I said mean, it, I felt, know. it felt weird. He said, "Yeah, yeah, like yeah." I, I, I mean, I I'm think, a, I'm a, I'm a cancer survivor, so maybe I'm a little more, uh, more, sure. uh, you know, kind. But uh, yeah, you're like, mm. no, but I go ahead, yeah, go ahead I, I, Just real fast, I was just gonna say, I think 
there's a 50% chance that this is a made up story that he made it up and uh, told somebody about it. Cause I just have a yeah, hard time believing that this happened. Yeah. And we were debating that because, you know, I'm, I think nine to five Mac is a pretty reputable Mac uh, centric uh, website. No, I'm we, not saying we've, I'm not we've saying referenced them for years, but you know, yeah. I also said, I mean, just like, Ars Technica can, will will come up with some sensationalized uh, uh, news story that'll it's kind of like clickbait, and you kind of worry that this is too because it's it's, it's it catches someone's eyes of really, and then you kind of wonder. But uh, I think this is pretty legit. I mean, it, it's this isn't the first time this has happened either. So, uh, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, people sleeping, and I, we got AirPods in right now, and you know, I I won't sleep in my AirPods. I got I have I a, I, I sleep I have a sleep mask that has a speaker built into it that that works yeah. great for me. So. So don't use your AirPods while you sleep. I just don't don't recommend it. <laughs> so it doesn't feel it actually doesn't feel good either. It pushes too much no. into the uh, no, yeah. That's here. what I would think is I, I don't sleep yeah. with them, but yeah, it'd yeah. be painful. It would be painful to push too much in there. And mm-hmm. Absolutely, they actually, they hurt when you wear them too much, anyways. So. Yeah, absolutely. Next story. Here's also a nine to five Mac. Uh, iCloud calendar spam continues to impact uh, users despite Apple's multiple fixes. iCloud calendar spam has been a problem for many users. Gosh, going back five five years and earlier, uh, and Apple's made a handful of changes to improve the remedy of the situation. Despite their best efforts, though, it, the problem continues to affect iCloud users. So we're all, all iCloud users here, uh, and it's again receiving widespread attention. Um, uh, there are multiple ways spammers uh, and that spam calendars have been delivered over the years. Uh, they talked about it in 2016. They would receive a spam calendar and photo sharing invitation, and that, that would happen. So there's been lots of things going on with this, and I'm, I'm actually very surprised that Apple hasn't come up with uh, a way to come up with a solution. They mm-hmm. they even published a YouTube video about this and saying that uh, uh, how to open the calendar, tap the event, and unsubscribe. That's almost like saying, hey, hey, everybody, I'm... You're, I'm, I'm a real person. Now I know who you are. What do you think, Dan? This is this is uh, this is just a, a such a problem. Yeah, it's you know it's just that battle. You know, just don't open anything up that yeah. uh, that you don't it, you're not familiar with. You know, it kind of just goes along that line. Um, just just be cautious uh, with that kind of stuff. I don't know what they what they could do though. I mean, what. Well, other than uh, it's just annoyance and having yeah. crap in your in your calendar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think, Warren? Uh, yeah, no, I remember like five years ago when, yeah. you know, some of my users showed me this. I'm like, no, you're crazy. You put that on your calendar when it first came <laughs> right. out. Because like, it's like, you you know, you put it there. There's nothing, that, there's nothing Apple could do that will allow that to happen. And then, you know, we saw that happen. Um, but, you know, what can they do? What the users could stay away from clicking things they shouldn't be clicking. That's how they Absolutely. get the. That's how they get that thing. Um, I think Apple needs to. The only thing they, why don't they just put like a prompt saying you're about to add this to your Apple Calendar? They almost have to. Yeah, I mean, but and you, anytime you uh, subscribe to a calendar, you should say sure. And I think that would. Yeah, I guess I just that. always assumed that there was a notification saying that, or you know, the alert box saying that uh, mm-hmm. you're subscribing to this. But it sounds like there so. isn't. It goes right in, and that's all so they that, have to okay, do. That could be what they could do is yeah, just, just come say, up with that. Confirm I think it. The article alluded to that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I I didn't realize how easy it was to subscribe to to yeah, these. So. And sometimes you'll get a link, and you know, the the legitimate ones come from a, right. like a link from uh, maybe from Outlook or you know. Um, from uh, uh, Office 
365, it comes up as a link and it goes right into your calendar for, uh, yeah. for, uh, for Microsoft. So it's, a, it's the same thing. No yeah. confirmation. You just click on So darn spammers. I tell you, uh, next story. This is in Mac rumors. Um, we've been talking about this, uh, previously the iPhone 12 mini, which there's a lot of people like that. Our, my, our friend, Brian, uh, DePardo loves his, uh, iPhone mini who was on the show a couple, uh, actually last week. Uh, and, uh, and, um, they're saying that, uh, if, of course, they, the last stories were saying that it's experiencing very poor sales performance, uh, at least relative to the other iPhone 12 models. And But the Taiwanese research firm Trendforce today is claiming, so this is a rumor, so I'm going back rumors, uh, pr- uh, the, pr- the production of the device has already ended. According to, that, to Trendforce, the iPhone 12 mini reached end of life ahead of time during the second quarter of 2021, su- suggesting that Apple's will focus on selling through its remaining existing inventory of the device without producing any further the units and it was introduced back in October 2020. Uh, I thought it was a cool little phone, but you know, not everybody likes those small 5.4 inch screens. It could it really caters to a very small audience. Um, uh, so, but it'll continue to remain on Apple's website. Again, this is this is a rumor, so there's no real, real solid thing. So, what do you think, Warren? You know, you and I both like our iPhone 12 Pro Maxes, so this is just yeah, I, I, I could barely see the big ones anymore. So, um, I think you know, the Apple did two things i think they purposely put it out knowing that it may not sell well as almost to like uh, yeah. okay well you know we'll appease you and then now there's kind of like c c you know nobody really wants it yeah. um and i think they could go forward if they just you know don't produce as many you know they already have the i mean they have the equipment in place to make those molds i guess right, right? so they already have most of it in place just put the new internals in there um, but I don't know. I, it would be a cool little spare phone uh, for me if I ever, you know. So I have my it's my spare ten R is what I use as my camera here. So right, but that's yeah. It's a it's a nice little powerful, you know. And, and I've seen them like almost half off uh, now price wise. Oh wow! Like, uh, the ten R, the twelve twelve mini, or, or the ten yeah. R. No, the twelve mini. Um, wow. There's like, I think. One of like Verizon or ATT's oh, carrier. You got to deal with the carrier to get that discount. Yeah, no, but it was like at Best Buy, you like you you could activate it, uh, and then unactivate it. You still got it. They had a so no contract. It. Oh it wow, was no contract thing for half off. Oh, well, I could buy one of those for my for my things. Yeah, I was tempted. I'm like, it was still like four hundred something dollars. No, like, no, then I won't. It's too yeah. much. <laughs> what, what what do you think, Dan? I mean, this is obviously I, not a phone I, you like. Yeah. I, I was um, I'm I'm with you guys. 12 Pro Max. I had the 11 Max before this. Yeah. I actually bought the 12 Pro, used it for a month, returned it, and uh, got mm. the 12 Pro Max. I okay. thought I'm going to go to a smaller phone, but I I know one person. I think they still have the smaller phone. And to me, you know, it's uh, it's for people that uh, uh, you know just want to use it as a phone because it, it's. I think it's almost too small to use as a computing device. You know, you'd have to have really good eyes. You know, it, 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 uh, I just, it's just too small. And the real estate on it, you know, the, the, everything's going to be um, crunched on it. I just don't, I don't think anybody would have a really a, a positive experience with it if they did their daily work on it. Oh, so. absolutely. But like I said, my friend Brian, he'll 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 definitely right. defend that because he loves that small one. And, and like I said, yeah, there's the same I, thing. My, my, yeah, I, Matt is the same way. My friend Matt, same way. Yep, yep. He's so. the only person, and I know a lot of people with iPhones. That's the only one. 
Absolutely. Uh, and uh, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, that We've been talking about this, uh, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, speaking of another bug, uh, this is a Mac Rumors iOS bug causes specific network name to disable Wi-Fi on iPhones. A wireless net network naming bug has been discovered on, in iOS that effectively disables the iPhone's ability to connect to Wi-Fi. Security researcher found that after joining a Wi-Fi network named, uh, yeah, yeah no, there's a bunch of characters. Uh, I mean, there, there's, there's your first red flag. Why are you connecting to a network that has no name to it? Uh, his iPhone's Wi-Fi functionality was left permanently disabled. Changing a hotspot's SSD did nothing to correct the problem. Even a rebooting failed to make a difference, according to Bleeping Computer. Uh, other users were able to re- replicate the issue and, and have suggested that the bug could have been related to the initial use in the network name percentage sign, which leads to an input parsing issue, whereby iOS miscellaneous mistakenly interprets the letters following the percent as a string format specifier. So, uh, yeah, this is interesting. I mean, first off, hello, don't connect to a network that doesn't have a clear name. <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Dan? This this is crazy. I, I, I would agree, but, you know, it's nice that uh, people find these, you know, they, they it shouldn't be there, and, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a bug. Um, but yes, absolutely, don't connect to anything. It's like uh, like we were talking about earlier. Don't open up a calendar invite that looks suspicious. Don't open up a mail, right. they, you know, a document that, uh, and don't connect to a website that uh, is you, that you not familiar with. Let's just say. So, with uh, Warren and I both being IT professionals, yeah, it's uh, not something we tend to recommend uh, that you connect well, to Wi-Fi. Uh, what do you think? I though? connect to whatever. Well, I'll connect to that. You would do it because you're, you connected. live on the edge, <laughs> the, the beta edge. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, who hasn't joined a, a network here and there? I, I think this guy was doing it maybe yeah. purposely for to, to discover something. But um, And something else uh, Apple did with a text, right? A couple of years ago, they got a message, uh, a text message that froze up or something. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, and you didn't mention that it's could be fixed by it's fixable by doing the reset Reset, the the network network resetting is right it is fixable and android phones didn't seem to be affected by this so that's uh Mm -hmm. interesting so the code is really someone who's playing a little game to Mm -hmm. to just make misery out of our our, our use of our iphones here intern there was an intern at the uh (laughs) wi-fi uh portion of (laughs) apple that said this would be fun yeah uh, and then uh, another story of Mac rumors, and not surprisingly here, the the, the 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 list keeps getting longer and longer. The Fox Now app is no longer supported on the third generation Apple TV. Um, so the Fox uh, Fox Now app has been removed uh, has removed support from the third generation Apple TV, with the app app now only compatible with the fourth gen and higher of the of the Apple TV's uh, set top box. No surprise, and existing installs on the third gen will no longer work. So if it's there, you try to launch it, and it will work. It will no longer work. Um, YouTube is gone. A lot of others are gone. I think everybody has to all tense purposes. It's just like uh, I seem to remember someone posted on Mac to the Future about the first gen Apple TV asking, uh, "Is it? Could I do anything with this?" And yeah, it, it's basically a paperweight. Uh, Dan, what do you think? I, I, I think the third yeah. generation is 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 history. I mean, that's that's the that's progress. You know, it's, sure. Um, uh, I think that uh, there, you know, there's a couple things like YouTube changed uh, some of their stuff, which couldn't, you know, the old Apple, Apple TV couldn't right. handle it. And the same thing with the Fox now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, on the surface, the Apple TVs hasn't, you know, they haven't changed. So to someone, it's like, 
why is this no longer working? Although on the back end, as you guys know, in IT, there's a lot of changes that happen on the right. back end. So, um, you know, on the surface, it's, it's unfortunate. It could cause some frustration with people not fully understanding what's going on. But uh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, Warren? They're renaming it the Fox Not Now. <laughs> not now. <laughs> it doesn't now. delete it off of the Apple TV, does it? I thought I saw in a comment that somebody said it deletes it off of the Apple TV. It must right after, now. like maybe probably sending the signal yeah, through, because that's, that's how those apps... Little, yeah. That's how those apps. They, yeah. they can actually delete apps off the Apple TV. Sounds I had thought like. so. I think that's how the third gen and older were always working. Yeah. The second gen was like that too, because we had no control over the apps like we did when the, right. when, the when the fourth uh, the fourth right. gen came right. out. So, all right. And then uh, the uh, speaking of YouTube, and this has always been a, a pain point of uh, being able to do picture in picture with YouTube on iOS. Um, uh, it's now coming to all U.S. users. Hallelujah. You don't have to be a paid premium subscriber, which I am, so it didn't affect me. But um, So after a long wait, YouTube for iOS is officially gaining picture-in-picture -picture support, allowing all users, non-premium and premium subscribers, to close the YouTube app and to continue watching their video in a small pop-up window. What a concept. Uh, and they gave uh, actually a statement to Mac Rumors. YouTube said that the picture-in-picture -picture is currently rolling out to, uh, to all premium subscribers on iOS, which it already was, and a large roll out to all us ios users that will take place soon which is good news uh and you have an app pick for youtube in a little bit there uh dan so you obviously are a big youtube guy uh, what, what do you think of this well uh, i'm not a premium subscriber but um yeah user, I mean, YouTube YouTube user. Is, uh, there's just a lot a lot of stuff there um and this is one of those finally you know i'm not a big fan of Finally, mm. that seems to be the catchword uh, yeah. for for titles and link dates and all that. But this is one of those that deserve it. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And Warren, you think Warren that this is uh, this is good news? Yeah. yeah it, it was. It was actually the only reason I was considering going Google Premium uh, at one point is because it annoyed the hell out of me. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I opted to, I, I like being a premium YouTube subscriber because I just can't stand the ads. And it, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a pleasant experience. And, and the YouTube premium not only includes the, the eliminating all the ads, but you also get YouTube music. And, you know, I, I also have Apple, have Apple music and access to that as well. So, um, so I get, I get, uh, I get big, very large catalogs between two two services, but uh, I don't mind it. It's not too terribly expensive, and I, more so because I, I like the the no uh, commercial experience. So, um, and then uh, Shazam, which of course Apple purchased a, a while ago, uh, it, the music discovery service has now surprise surpassed one billion Shazams uh, per month. The, the popular Apple-owned music discovery app uh, service Shazam is celebrating a new milestone today. Uh, this was a couple of days, actually uh, a couple of days ago, uh, surpassing more than 1 billion Shazams per month and a total of 50 billion tags since the app was first launched. And I remember Shazam having that. That was one of the first apps I ever put on my iPhone uh, was was that. And uh, it's it, that's, that's good news. And they really have done a really good job of integrating it into the Apple, uh, into iOS. You can now have it as part of uh, uh, in, in the control center. So you can actually listen to a song uh, just tap by tapping it instead of having to launch an app and do it. So they've really done some really good integrations uh, with Shazam. Do you use Shazam, uh, Dan? Do you like it? 
I, I do a little bit. I'm a Spotify user. Um, okay. I do have a subscription to, uh, to uh, Apple Music as well, but uh, mm-hmm. my car is uh, Sp- you know, Spotify, so I can't, uh, I can't gotcha. use Apple Music in there. Um, but uh, I, I actually had used to, have, when I did use it more extensively, I had better luck with SoundCloud. Mm, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, what I did read an article uh, recently that said one of the reasons that Apple bought Shazam was not necessarily for the music, but for the uh, AI for, you know, right. they're, they're, you know, and they're going to start putting it to other areas. And one of the things that they introduced at WWDC was the uh, Shazam cloud kit or something. The Shazam like that. kit. I was going to mention that. That is a yeah. mention in the article. Yep. Yeah. So they're expanding, you know, what is going. So I'm, I'm, it must be really pretty good. Uh, oh yeah. But like, like I said, I don't, I don't use it too often. So do you use it? Do you use it all, Warren? Do you use it all? No, my brain, my brain is better. I'm, you're good. You're I'm good. Really, at, you know, you know songs. I, I, I can name music, that tune. Yeah. I can name I'm, that tune I, in three notes. I've watched a game show. You ever watched the Beach Shazam game show? I watched it mm-hmm. a few times. I'm like, yeah. I could be on this. I should be on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm like Warren. I, I, I know my, my music pretty good. So but when I, I use do too. But there's sometimes uh, you might, yeah, sometimes, you might be yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what's great about what Apple has done since the last announcement from DubDub is uh, uh, the fact that they're doing a lot more third-party APIs with their with their mm-hmm. with their services, and this is one of them. And it's really great great to see. I'm going to be interested to see what 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 developers come up with uh, by utilizing the technology, and maybe mm-hmm. they come up with something different that Apple can't really do with Shazam just alone. So, uh, but uh, it's good stuff, um, and. Uh, this was kind of a sad story. I kind of wanted to put this out. This is actually a link to this this site, uh, App Shopper. App Shopper was around for quite a long time. Gave you opportunities of being able to to buy apps and and uh, and, and and it aggregated places for apps, finding out about apps, and there was a lot a lot of fun things about this. And they um, they were around since two thousand eight, so they've been around for quite a long time. Well, they decided to close up shop as of June thirtieth. Which will be the, uh, actually only seven days from as we record this, uh, so it's kind of sad to see another another service kind of disappear here. Uh, this was their blog post, so we have a link into the show notes on this, uh, as far as the news goes. Um, so, but Apple's really come a long way since this since the service came out with apps, and then they're doing a lot better job in the App Store and aggregation than stuff. Uh, did you, uh, uh, Warren? Did you ever use this service? Oh yeah, back in you know back in the day. Yeah. Um, thinking about, it, I don't even know how they were. Uh, I didn't self- Funding themselves, yeah, it, how they make money. I wonder that too. <laughs> like, how, like, was it a free? I mean, I don't remember paying anything for it. It was. I, I don't remember free. ads. I don't remember ads back in the you know early 2010s. I don't. They they did it through referral. Um, right. Apple paid them. Yeah. That's how they made their money. Is that true? Yeah, they, I don't and believe Apple, Apple stopped. Stop Apple that. stopped that. I, I'm actually surprised <laughs> that they're still around today because uh, yeah, yeah. that was, happened several years ago. So. Hmm. Yeah, so they were trying to to, to say, so, be sustainable and they couldn't. There was a few yeah. like that. Was it kind of like an app Annie or something? There were, I, I, I think, think that was still around. Is it, there, there was a few that just kind of ranked the apps uh, for you, which I like because because you can find more about more more about apps, more ag- as an aggregator, finding going mm-hmm. to a place that you can find about an app. But the app store has done a much better job. I mean, it still has room for improvement, but I, it was I think the uh, wild it was a wild west. I mean, when it, you know when right. those came out, the app store was a wild west. You, I mean, you would get things that were like farts and you know fart noises and crazy yeah. stuff, but then like all of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden, like a really those are gone now. App. Yeah, <laughs> but all of a sudden, yeah, the next thing would be like a real life changing kind of like app that's still around, you know. And um, it's not really like that anymore because 
again, there's nobody's coming out with a new killer app that you know how it was back then. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, back in those days, the fart apps were just like the the thing. I mean, but f- the funny enough that Amazon Echo, you know, people love writing skills for that, and they yeah. come up with a skill to just to provide flatulence for for you to. Oh, you just 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 say the word fart and. There you go. It, it it toots away, and and Apple, and I think the App Store itself just kind of. I mean, some of these app developers who had apps that were out there, you know, they obviously did some pretty decent money. They would have packs that you could download of the the different sounds and stuff, which is crazy. But uh, but interesting. It's it's kind of sad to see like this kind of legacy stuff. Yeah. That I'm, I, we could have an episode on on my App Store thoughts because I, I had apps from almost from day one on the mac i did have it from day one when i was introduced i had apps in the app store yep. um and so i've kind of been in the wild west as you said warren i was i was there man that was fun um yeah. and uh, i would i tell people at that time you're like in the little boutique aisle at a at a mall you know right. somebody comes up and there's 10 products you know now you're in a uh, you know super walmart and you know it's just hard to and this is what I think App Shopper and those those stores were helpful in mm-hmm. is they were the catalog. You still had to buy it. For, you know, you still have to buy stuff from Walmart, but they were the ones that kind of showed you uh, uh, different things. And uh, discoverability in the App Store is uh, App's weak spot. And these companies closing like App Shopper. Yeah. Um, is is I think is actually harmful to the to the consumer. You know, and to developers. It is. You said you had it hard to find something. You said you had an app store. You had apps in this app store, or I still do. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, well, they were they were they were tutorials and uh, oh, that's right. Apple's Apple's infinite wisdom. um, They uh, they have decided that they no longer want to have tutorials on Apple hardware and software in the app store. So it's an unwritten guideline. Gotcha. Uh, so we, you know, myself and competitors, we can sneak them in every once in a while, but it's yeah. just not. It's not worth uh, it. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Not worth it. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so, uh, R.I.P. Uh, App Shopper. That's coming very soon here. Um, next story. This is uh, about the OneDrive, actually, a Microsoft tool that's actually becoming, uh, I think, more and more. Uh, popular as well as powerful. They're doing a lot more, adding a lot more improved features on it. Um, OneDrive is now for the web is now going to gain uh, image editing tools and it's soon going to come to the iOS app, which I think is pretty slick. With me working in the enterprise, I think uh, that's always been the challenge uh, to being able to, for someone, you know, because in the enterprise, they don't want to keep this, your, your iPhones protected, you know, mm-hmm. within security. And they do, and most companies do allow to you be able to go into OneDrive and actually upload a photo that you had already taken um, in you know, on the iPhone and move it over to OneDrive. But OneDrive never really had any other tools um, that were there. So, uh, so OneDrive users are going to be uh, can now edit pictures after they're uploaded uh, to the cloud storage service, thanks to the addition of basic photo editing software that was announced this 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 week as we record uh, by Microsoft. And it's similar to the tools that were found in Google Photos, the new features include standard cropping. That's what pretty much a lot of people want uh, options, as well as built-in presets for images to be used for, on social media, as well as flipping and 90-degree incremental rotation. And that's really all people want to do these days. They're, they're on social media. They want to they be able to upload a photo and have real quick, simple ways to be able to edit. And I always struggled with that because you go to these uh, uh, these tools and just you'd have to spend through a, a lot of time with this. And I'm, you know, I, I'm, I, I have a OneDrive uh, account for personally as well as for business, and I, I find it to be becoming more and more robust. 
us, which is really nice. Um, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to see that they're adding this um, outside of a quote-unquote app kind of. I, I still yeah. think of OneDrive as a folder. So right. when you go in there, now you're going to be able to do this uh, um, manipulation um, without actually opening up a Photos app or, uh, you know, uh, whatever Microsoft's version of that would be. So I find, I find that interesting. And exactly like you said, for the basic stuff, it's, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's great. You know? And, and it's then, stored in cloud, and then you can share it with anybody. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Warren? Just one more thing to have to train the users. <laughs> I'll be doing a training class on OneDrive uh, for, for work here. Uh, I think I'm, I'm believe on Friday, so uh, that'll be something I will mention that the, you're going to be gaining and giving them even more of a incentive to. Oh, this is a much easier to do than me emailing it to myself. <laughs> they can barely they can barely use it as it is now. I mean, the, yeah. the, the more things I start adding to it, the worse it's going to get. Well, yeah, it all depends on how they handle the interface. That's going to be the key. Yeah. That is true. That is true. And then uh, last story, this just actually came out today as we record this. Uh, uh, and Warren will be talking about his AirTags. This is continuing saga. Uh, uh, the uh, Apple released a revised AirTag uh, firmware update. Uh, today, they re released a new version of the AirTag uh, firmware, which, of course, just like AirPods, you don't even know it updates. It just happens. Uh, and basically, I think it was just a revision to the update that was actually made available earlier in June. Uh, the, the build number is now 1A287B, which the old firmware had a build of 1A276D. Um, and uh, that, that first firmware had come out adding a anti-stalking security enhancements. So there's, we're thinking that the version that this came out today is just doing, just doing some refining of the features of the anti-stalking. Um, so what do you think, Dan? Are you having you have AirTags? I do. I have. Uh, I, I bought a four pack. I'm using three of them. Um, yeah. I I didn't buy them right away because I wasn't sure exactly how I'm going to use them. But a short little story here. Um, my we have a Volt Chevy Volt, and yeah. uh, my wife. I don't know where my key is because I don't drive it. I have a different car, and um, I don't carry keys with me. So. Uh, she has her key, and she always loses it. I'm like, oh. you know, so we got the AirTag. I attached it to the thing. She has an older phone, so it's on my phone, the AirTag, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, oh, this is really, really kind of nice. So she goes grocery shopping about four days ago and uh, at a local Meyer. I think you they have Meyer. We have Meyer's too. Now. Yep. Yep. Long so uh, she goes, and she was there for like two hours. And I'm, you know, so I stalk her. You know, kind of, uh, just gonna, and, I was just uh, going to bring that up. I was yeah. going to say, this is yeah. a great no, way to say, this is how you her got phone, the air tag on her. Her phone is dead. Oh. So, but I was able to see that she was still at Meyer because of the air tags. It's <laughs> <laughs> bad. So it, 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 yeah, it worked. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so, we, I, we have a uh, good, good group of core friends where um, we call it stalking, but I can, uh, you know, my family. And then we also have probably half a dozen friends and we can always see where everyone is. Uh, we know. like to go out and have our beer here. Hell's there. to the no. Hell's to the no. So. <laughs> I don't want anybody knowing where I am except for me. <laughs> what do you think, Warren? Um, about the update? Um, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, well, that, yeah. that's a, that was a good lead in actually and I moved the story up here is uh, your, your your continuing uh, saga if Dan may not know is uh, uh, Warren was using his air tag for his dog 
and his dog uh, was able to get dogs. to it and, and bite it, or two dogs. Well, one dog right. was able to bite it and, and, and destroyed it. But go ahead if you want to share the story again. Uh, as far as uh, what what's continued on since you shared it last, um, that you've got Apple to replace it. Right. So so I got the uh, two dogs. I bought the four-pack. Uh, one I kept for like me to put in my bag. One I gave for my mom for her dog. And the other two I put on my dog. And I bought, you know, of course, I had to buy the Apple leather hearing holder because why not and um so yeah so i put it on there and the, the puppy which we got for covid uh found a way we, i didn't notice but she found a way to chew on that tag uh to get to it so she was chewing on it um and i noticed that her tag did not update as much as the other ones um so i figured i'm gonna take it off and see what's wrong with it took it off the thing was all chewed up but it still you know beeped and you know everything was kind of you know Everything, the inside was fine. It's just the outside. So I um, decided I was going to unpair it and repair it to see if that fixed the, uh, the lag. And long story short is it wouldn't repair. In the Apple, uh, you could factory reset it. You could take the battery out a few times. It just never worked. So I, uh, I called Apple after going to the store. I called them. They told me to call them. They're going to ship me a new one. I got to ship the other one back. So the question is whether they're going to keep the $30 deposit I put down when they get the chewed up one or if they uh, don't. So we'll see. Oh, and you'll report back to let us know. Uh, well, I get the, it's in the mail. I should get the new one tomorrow and I'll send yeah. the other one back. I'll it is what it is. Hey, 30 bucks yeah. worth, the, worth giving it a shot. Yeah, um, exactly. So uh, because we have a brand new guest this week, I, we, we always do this on the show here when we have a new guest. We want to find out a little more, more about them in relation to uh, what makes them tick with Apple stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. you said earlier, Dan, you have an iPhone 12 Pro Max. Is that uh, that's mm-hmm. your daily driver? And, and you, you're, you're enjoying it. You're enjoying that like we are. Absolutely love it. Me too. Absolutely. We do. It. We both do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then, I'm, a, um, I'm a hobbyist photographer. And uh, I have uh, um, three mirrorless cameras, um, yeah. Panasonic Lumix, and mm-hmm. uh, I can't tell you how many lenses, thousands of dollars in lenses. <laughs> I got and DSLR sitting, sitting in the closet. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting right, uh, you know, six feet away from me, and I think I haven't pulled them out in about two years. You know? Same. Uh, <laughs> just uh, that the iPhone is just phenomenal. Uh, now I have bought it since then. I bought it like a 360 camera. I have a camera problem. No, the Insta 360. I think we all have technology buying problems. So yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> we'll get him. We'll get him together with Guy. And yeah, compare our, our friend Guy Searle has a, has a problem with microphones. He he buys. He must have three hundred microphones, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, one so. a week. He buys at least one a week. When he finds a new one that pops up in the Facebook feed, he's 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 buying it. So. Uh, uh, so you have an iPad, I assume, too? Yep, I have an iPad Pro, the 12-inch, not the latest one, but the version yeah. before that with the keyboard. Um, Great. An iPad Air, which is what I do my recordings on, an iPhone 11, and I got a, a stack of iPhones, the older ones. That, uh, ah. you know, um, have, my wife is on a MacBook Pro. I have an iMac in the kitchen. I have a MacBook Pro 16-inch connected to my favorite Thunderbolt display. I love this thing. I know it's not Retina. I know people, would, but ah, oh, this thing's just the greatest. Is it an Apple uh, one or Apple yeah. Thunderbolt? Yep. Yeah, I've got. Old. I'm doing the old one too, the one from 2016. Yeah, the one yeah, they just yeah. they just just, just, just deemed obsolete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it, what, what's nice about it for my videos that I record, being that it's non-retina, I started recording on my, on my uh, I had an iMac as well, and I returned it and got, went back to a laptop. I'm a laptop fan. Sure. And um, it, uh, the, the retina, my files were huge, and I just didn't need that for what I was doing. You yeah. know? And so I pulled out the old, returned it, got a 16-inch MacBook Pro. Pulled out the Thunderbolt, and it's just like, oh yeah, now this is manageable, you know? and it looks good. I mean, it, it, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't I'm need to have that. It. I hope it lasts. Yeah. The only thing that really I think goes on them is the cables. Sometimes the, mm-hmm. they they start getting. Mine's been starting a little flaky. I got the Thunderbolt three, the Thunderbolt two adapter. It's plugged into yeah. my uh, my OWC uh, uh, Thunderbolt dock. So, um, but I, you, uh, Apple TV, Plasma TV. I love my Plasma. That's TV. right. You're a Plasma guy. You're, uh, I'm a you're Plasma holding guy. On to, you're holding on to dear life. Oh, I uh, I used the. Um, you know the iPhone uh, with the with the new Apple TV. You can calibrate your TVs, which I recommend everyone do, yep. because LCDs are just not. You know, plasmas are better. Um, and <laughs> but uh, they're it, no longer it, I didn't. I know, I know. Just uh, and I didn't have to calibrate my TV because it was it yep. was dead on. My house. We have a small house. It's uh, filled with Sonos. I have two subwoofers, and I can't tell you probably twelve different Sonos speakers, and it's maybe nice. eleven hundred square feet. Nice. So, nice. Nice. You got an Apple Watch, I assume? Apple Watch, yep. Oh, there you go. And then, of course, you, you always have a lot of Apple TVs. Or do you have it for just a couple? Um, I actually just have the one. Well, no, I do have a couple, but, but yeah. yeah. Just the one. Mm-hmm. Just so, the one uh, that, I, that so. I use. That's great. So you have a lot of a uh, lot of gear like we do, and uh, well, Warren always tr- trades in his laptop probably every every other month. But uh, we're, we're all <laughs> just, we're, just we're want all, to come out with a better one. Uh, yeah, every time the, they come out with a better one, I want a better one. He's itching for an, uh, the, the the M1 uh, MacBook Pro 16 inch. Same so. here. I'll yeah. be right in line with you, Warren. Yeah, I got the I got the M1 Air and the M1 uh, Mini. Yeah, so I've got, and I've got I, two I've got, M1 Minis. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, so oh, very cool, very cool. Well, well again, really glad you're glad you're here, and we'll talk about uh, your your stuff in a little bit here. But uh, let's uh, move on and talk a little bit about beta, because um, as you don't know, Dan, uh, and Warren lives on the cutting edge of beta, so he installs beta on everything. He gets very oh. extremely excited, and, and this is not this is not just the side device. This is his primary his primary daily nice. daily I, drivers on all his devices windows, on your windows, watch too. Watch. Oh, too yeah. Whoa. yes so, he's he's a beta he's guy. on the edge <laughs> yes so you, you know, um, so you know you only live once and, and you know it's exciting and i like to see the new stuff um you know and it's been a long time since i regret doing it um right. just it's uh there was one year where it, it was bad and my watch wouldn't work and all that so but it's been fine for the last at least three or four years for the most part, like and he always says, just it. do it. <laughs> I have it on my iPad, but my iPad yeah, is yeah. not something I use on a if, on a daily basis. Well, yeah, I do use it, but not not, not for production or not. Well, you're tech right. when when you're when you're good enough, you'll find alternatives for you know things that don't work. Um, one year, the phone wouldn't make phone calls for a little bit. That was a problem. Um, right now, Salesforce doesn't open. That's the one thing I use uh, at work. Um, that's kind of a pain. That's a problem. It's a, it's a problem, but I, I borrowed another, uh, old iPod <laughs> touch or iPhone and put, uh, just put Salesforce in that, put it in my bag. So there's ways around it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, and I have an, um, 
obviously, uh, I'm chomping at a bit waiting for the, the next uh, beta. It's been two weeks, so I don't know what kind of uh, schedule it could be on here. I was hoping it was. I was yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm almost ready to install it on my phone, but I need beta two or beta yeah, three. So beta. I was hoping it would I thought it was going to be today or yesterday, but yeah. maybe yeah. tomorrow. It's It's been 15, 16, yeah. 16 days. It's over two weeks since dub, dub. So, yep. But the thing is, 14.7 beta three is still out there and uh, has not has not been released out to the um to, to the public as of yet so i'm i would I'm anticipating any time now i would think that 14.7 will, will will finally be released i would think they would do that first and get that off the books because then they can focus 100 on ios 15 um and just let the incrementals come out if there's any bugs found in in 14.7 so be interesting to see where that goes but yeah i mean like you said uh, uh beta one is out it's been about two weeks now and uh the public beta so people who want to be able to do beta testing and really want to live on the edge and, and don't want a developer account like we all have uh you um you can you can anticipate that's probably going to get released who knows they might even wait until the, the public beta comes out before it uh before beta 2 comes out too that's very possible you know hard to say so uh dan okay. anything anything so far have you been using ios 15 on on any device so far have you been had a chance to play with it at all or me i have it on my ipad just the iPad. My, okay yep just the ipad um, and I, I, I love the multitasking. Even to yeah. me, the gestures haven't changed too much. But being that they're gestures, you forget how to do it unless, you know, you, it's muscle memory. And, and if you don't do it on a regular basis, you're not going to know it. And you can't expect new people to know that. So the three dots at the top, is, to me, that is, I, I absolutely love that. And I think multitasking is going to be far better now absolutely. because it's going to be front and center. Um, Safari, I'm curious, you know, with Warren using using the betas, I'm not sold on Safari yet. Oh, now, lot, it's in beta. A lot of people are complaining. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's if you don't know where to look, it's, 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 I don't like the, I'm not sure if I like the floating address bar in the bottom. I yeah. think that's, that's what people are complaining about for the most part. Um, because you, your eyes don't go down there and it takes a while to even know what you're looking at. Um, I mean, I don't use Safari on on my phone usually. Anyways, I use uh, Edge on my phone. I've been liking it. And I also use um, Edge on uh, my my Mac, so mm -hmm. doesn't bother me too much. So, so Dan, you wanted to talk a little bit about multitasking uh, as one of your to our topics for this week, as we have <laughs> led into the topics. Um, uh, and yeah, I. I've always had a little bit of a challenge and I have to spend more time with it, getting multitasking to work right. the way I want it to work. And right. you, you, you said you've done, you've done some tutorials about this as well as uh, not on. Yeah. Well, I do on the old, I have tutorials on, uh, on, on iOS 14, Four, not, iPad on, OS 14 not on the right? iPad. Yeah. Not on oh, the new oh, version yet. Okay. Um, so, and, and I, and I think that, yeah, if you don't use it every day, you're, you're not going to remember that. And what's nice about the, uh, the iPad, with at least iPad OS 15, is it kind of works along the same line as the Mac. Um, if anyone's ever done the split screen on the Mac, when you invoke split screen, um, it kind of puts it to the side, and then you choose your other app, and then the other app comes up next to it. Well, on the iPad, it works basically the same way. You tap on the three dots, you go, you want to do split screen, it moves that app out of the way you go and choose your other app that you want and then it puts both of them up there side by side so it's very mm -hmm. um if you're if you're 
if you do it on the Mac, you're going to see it's very comfortable on the iPad. But also on the flip side, if you do it on the iPad, maybe you might start you might start using it on the Mac as well, you know, because it does work the same way. So it could be a reciprocal kind of thing. But um, yeah, I uh, I I'd still love I would still love to have floating windows where you can move them around. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that'll be in the next uh, next year or the year after. Um, you know, I tell people uh, my favorite analogy would be the iPad is uh, last year it was, a uh, you know, into college, still trying to figure out where it wants to go in life, you know, kind of thing. It has, it, it kind of knows where it's going, but not really where it's going to settle down. And I think we're starting to see where it's going to start settling down. Maybe next year it'll graduate from college and it can stand on its own, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's the way that I describe it to, to people, you know. It's okay. good. But. And um, yeah, and I, I agree with them, but as far as Safari goes, I, I, I'm not sold. And our, our, our friend Jeff Gammon was talking about that yesterday. And just like, does he pretty much like says, I hate the new Safari. Mm-hmm. And he's just not happy with it. It's just the way it's laid out. That not, not only on iOS and iPadOS, but on the Mac as well. Um, that it's, yeah. they, they've really made some drastic changes to it. And I've always been a Firefox and Edge user on the Mac and, uh, uh, and, uh, I I tend to use Safari on iOS for the most part, uh, but yeah, I agree with Warren with you. Your comment about the floating the floating bar is going to get a lot, little bit of getting used to because that's uh, that's quite mm-hmm. a bit different than uh, what a lot of people are used to on that. So um, the, the problem is going to be with that iCloud Plus that they introduced. Right, only we talked about that. Safari. With so Safari. if you want to have, if you want to take advantage of Apple's privacy thing, you got to use their browser. It's going to be, the Safari is going to be the new Onion Tor browser. Yeah. That everybody's going to use. They're going to have their VPN. They're going to have their Safari I'm browser. Just, I'm, I'm hoping, go, go to the hoping deep web. They, they, you know, it's early early in the beta. Please, Apple, listen. Listen, Apple. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the next topic I want to talk about briefly here is, uh, this was uh, actually an article in 9to5Mac uh, about uh, the about sideloading uh, third-party apps uh, and giving, uh, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about this, so, uh, about uh, a, lot of, a lot of companies want to do third-party app stores and be able to sideload. Uh, and tech, and in Apple's view, this, this was published today as we record this, it's undermining um, iPhone security. Well, I found this interesting that Apple actually published a, 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 a paper on this, um, and uh, I was uh, very, very impressed to see that they put this together and actually given a lot of history. And, 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 the, and, and the, uh, the document says that building a trust trusted ecosystem for millions of apps and the important role of, of the app store and its protections. And, I, I, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big believer that, that I think Apple is doing a very good job of keeping things uh, secure, pro- uh, protecting us. Because as we know, the Android store is quite, uh, the, the, the Google Play store is quite, of a, is quite a wild, wild west of, of, app, of apps that are out there. So I was uh, interested to see that Apple actually took, it, took the time to actually write up an article. Uh, it's more or less a white paper on, the, on, on this subject and, and, and giving you it's reasoning why they they can't they don't want it to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, and uh, and uh, Dan, you you've created apps before, and uh, and you've had them in the app store. What do you think of this? I think this is something that we really got to think twice about if you're going to well, allow it to happen. I think I'm. If you follow, have you heard of uh, Marco Arment, the mm-hmm. developer? Absolutely. So he's he I I agree with a lot of what he says with the app store. It needs it's broken, and yeah. in my mind. Um, but they have some things in place that they could 
you know, open up APIs for, you know, the, the review process. And there are certain things, the sandboxing and all that, that, that can stay in play. But I think they could offer, you know, side loading or, uh, you know, other things. The problem with being all Apple is their search is not great in it. It's gotten better, um, but also, it's not great. Also, what uh, I think what they should do is um, have a local app. You know, so I want to find an, an app for a restaurant that's in that's in Holland here. I should be able to search within a local radius. You know, of but with no competition, they're not they're not going to strive to make the app store better. So you know, by offering other app stores, it can kind of pushes Apple to do a better job. And right now, they don't have to do a better job. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I, th I think they could do a. I think they could still make apps safe, but still offer some kind of a um, an, a better arrangement with the developers. You know. Yeah, um, I agree. What, what do you think, Warren, on this on this subject? Um, you know, people think the worst with the the side loading, and you know, they're like, you know, what they could install, uh, you know, viruses, but malware things that could access your information that you know it bypasses Apple security. Um, and we, you know, I said it before is, you know, if they ever did anything like that, it's going to be completely sandboxed. They're going to change the OS where it's completely sandboxed from maybe lots of your data on your phone, or maybe all your, like all your data on your phone, where that app will just run, um, independent of the operating system where Apple could, you know, they're not going to want to, you know, tarnish the operating system, you know, reputation. So they'll just have a thing that says, well, you're, you're in, you're in. A different mode if something mm -hmm. bad happens and you know it wasn't the operating system it was the app because you're running in quote developer mode or whatever they want to call it um just because they you know if they can't just open it up the way it is because the iphone just has too much information on it right so so they really have to put a firewall between yeah. the phone security and the phone's information and whatever doesn't come from the app store um, if they could find a way to maybe have legitimate app stores out there that, you know, form or maybe the existing ones that could come on, um, and Apple could work with then maybe that, but I don't think they'll ever just allow sideloading at all. They might, you know, allow other app stores in. But I don't think they're going to say this on something else. It could be something along the line of, uh, you know, the app shopper, like we talked about earlier, right. yeah. you know, through some kind of, they can aggregate, you know, I could build an app store for, for businesses here in Holland. And yeah. somebody could go to that and then it connects up to, you know, things like that. So it's not and, a full app store. Well, Android but, does that too. Like Android has, like, you could get apps on Amazon on, uh, on Android. It's right. the Amazon App Store, basically. That's you know, on on the platform, right. and it's a it's a legitimate source, and it's downloading directly from Amazon. So, um, you know, something like that, I think, and exactly, App Shopper could be an app that will mm. host the apps, and Apple could. So you know, does Apple have to approve? It? You know. Apple has to trust whoever is going to approve. I would, I would say apps. Apple right. still has to host the app, you know, just like what they're they're doing now. And so let's go through Apple's review process. But they have to take the subjective stuff out. Like, um, I mean, I, I'm biased. 
<laughs> but I think my tutorials should be allowed in the App Store. They're, there's no harm. I have thousands of people that love them. You know, that, uh, and uh, you know, not to, not to brag about about my stuff here. And that's isn't why I'm here. But truly, people love what I do. And, um, you know, Apple just decides, no, you know, because they want to control the information that goes, you know. So they could still have the approval process and all that, but these other stores through an API or something could aggregate it for different things, you know. You could have an app store for business stuff, you know, an app store for this. But if Apple's still revealing thing, you have the problem of the cut of the 30% that everyone's uh, complaining about. Yeah, no. So... Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, if they didn't have that 30% in there, then nobody's going to be clamoring for an app store, a new app right. store, because, you know, that's the biggest complaint is the developers or. Well, you know, App Shopper was that. getting like two or 3% out of every, and it was just a referral. Maybe it was 5%. They weren't making, you know, a lot of money, you know, but Apple cut the 30% down to 15% for businesses under a million dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, it takes a cut out of Apple, but, yeah, but sure I think does. it would make the app store stronger and, well, we'll we'll definitely see where it goes, and uh, you know, third-party apps uh, and the the, the, the offloading and sideloading. Who knows with the, with the, the the stuff that's been going on in Congress with the, the, the forcing Apple to uh, you can't in- install your apps uh, 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 when you get a new device and all that crazy stuff. Uh, it's it's just going to get crazier and crazier. So mm-hmm. we'll see where it goes. Um, we're getting close to the end of the show here, but I want to make sure we talk about. Um, Dan's tutorials, as well as I want you to talk a little bit, and, and we've got a link in the show notes to this great tutorial you did on the uh, the Apple TV Control Center that you did a great presentation for us again at the Superb Chicago Thanks. Apple Users. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about the App Store App, App Control Center. I, I think the App Control Center is really they've really come a long way this in TVOS uh, with Apple TV. And uh, if you want to get brief, uh, tell, tell people about it. And uh, and like I said, we'll have a link in the show notes to be able to have people take a look at that too. So, yeah, what, what it is, and it's kind of funny. So I did the presentation for your, for your group and I didn't have a lesson on my uh, site for this control center oh. because I never used it. So I went and created one and now it's on the site. See, you're, you're a but, magician. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's one of those things where, where uh, it's it's kind of hidden. You have yeah. to hold uh, the TV button down for a few seconds, and then it kind of comes out. But what it does is it gives you access, much like the control center on the on the Mac and uh, the iPad and the iPhone, different controls. One of them being multi-user. Right. So um, you know, people probably don't realize that the Apple can support multiple users. So I can have coming up, you know, up next for me, and then my wife can log in or switch using the control center. And then it's going to have, you know, whatever is up next for her, you know, kind of thing. So you can kind of cater. And if you have children, you can add restrictions to to the children, you know, account. And it's all done through the control center. Um, you have AirPods, as both of you are wearing them. Through the control center, you can tell the Apple TV to uh, tunnel the sound to your AirPods. All done through the control center. You can access your home kit uh, accessories, your favorite scenes through that, you know, through that home, through that uh, control center. So um, it's kind of nice that it gives you access to these different controls. And it's really easy to access. You can access it from any app. Um, and all you have to do is just hold down the TV button on the remote uh, for a few seconds, and it, it'll slide out from the right, and you have all of your controls. So it's something that I didn't even realize. It's just I did yeah. some research while for, you know, for your, uh, for your presentation. And uh, I'm like, ooh. 
I didn't know it did this. Well, yeah, we inspired so. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, check out this uh, lesson. We're going to talk about dance tutorials just one moment. I want to make sure we hit these two apps that you, we both have here for this week. Um, go ahead, Dan. You can tell us about the YouTube uh, ads uh, auto skipper uh, app that you included so with us. This- this is an extension um, because, uh, you know, I don't, as we said earlier, I don't subscribe to YouTube. Um, and uh, much like, like Warren was talking about, you know, the ads are annoying. Now, unfortunately, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this, it doesn't work on M1s yet because the developer does not have an M1. So anybody that has an M1, as far as I know, it doesn't work yet. But mm-hmm. he will obviously put it out there as soon as he gets one. But essentially what it does, it's an extension for 99 cents. You get it from the Mac App Store. And hopefully what he'll be able to do is put it on uh, the iPad and the iPhone as well, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, what it does is when you hit one of those ads on uh, on YouTube, it mutes it so um, you don't hear anything. And then the ads that where you have the five second and then you can click on it to skip it, it automatically skips it. So basically what you are able to do is just kind of sit back and watch YouTube videos, and it will skip through the videos for you automatically. It mutes them as That's soon as it hits one, and then skips it. Worth that ninety-nine cents if you're not yeah, a premium it's, subscriber. It's, uh, it's the best ninety-nine cents I, I, I've ever bought. But um, like I say, if you have an M1 for anybody that's out there, um, is on the reviews he said that uh, he doesn't have an M1. So you know, but I'm assuming as soon as he gets one, he'll he'll. Do yeah, it. So it's probably going to be Intel when you when you install it. Um, yeah. So. so if you're on an Intel. 99 cents app store. Great. Um, my app this week is actually, this is a link to a story uh, about uh, uh, NetNewsWire. NetNewsWire is probably one of the uh, de facto RSS readers, and I use a lot of news aggregators. That's what I use. Uh, I use the News Explorers is the one I use uh, through that, which is available through SetApp on uh, both uh, Mac and, and iOS. Uh, but uh, NetNewsWire uh, f- has finally added some, uh, some really good features to being able to uh, to, to sync things to iCloud, which was finally they hadn't been able to do that. You also can uh, integrate with Twitter and Reddit. And if you want to get uh, more granular as far as some of the news stories, which I really like, I want to start doing more of that because, you know, you know, you tend to find a lot more uh, stories on Twitter than our standard uh, defaults. Like what, like what I do is for looking at Mac, Mac rumors and nine to five Mac and uh, Mac observer and so on and so on. Um, and uh, it's a great app and it's free, which is just pretty amazing mm-hmm. that it, it is, it, it, they did charge for a while uh, years back. And then of course it uh, kind of uh, went on the wayside for a few years, but then the, the developer brought decided to bring it back and it's on available on uh, iPhone and iPad. Um, and it's great. I check it out and uh, I, we got a link in the show notes uh, for that as well. So, um, but uh, that is the two apps we have. Let me go ahead and wrap things up here and we'll, we'll uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring this uh, show to a close here. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at in touch with iOS.com. You can follow us on Twitter at in touch with iOS. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple podcasts and many others, but better yet, go to our website at in touch with iOS.com where you can where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. I saved it to the end, Dan. Dan Walsink, thank you so much for being here. I'm gonna give yes, you opportunity you. to tell everybody about uh, Dan's tutorials and wh- what they can do to, to take check out what all these great 
Oh, you have over two thousand tutorials. Uh, that, that that is pretty amazing. I've created over I've created over two thousand uh, lessons. Um, basically, uh, what what happened is I was I was working at Apple, and I'll give you the real short story here. Working it's at okay. Apple, I left you some time. And uh, <laughs> Apple came out with the App Store, and I started tinkering around. I know enough to be dangerous. Created an app, a pizza calculator, and then the tutorials. I threw out a couple travel apps, and the tutorials really kind of stuck. Um, I, I um, you know, have a knack for uh, for helping people with that. Maybe it's a little bit of the Apple training, whatever. Um, so I've been creating these tutorials for uh, you know over ten years now. That's great. And uh, I, Apple stopped uh, approving apps for uh, for their own uh, for. I'll start over. Apple, I started putting stuff online because I saw the writing on the wall. Apple yeah. was not approving uh, my, my uh, stuff anymore. And it's not even me. It's other, you know, other my competitors as other well. Other content providers. Yep. Yep. You do not find, it's hard to find the tutorials and not like it was back in the uh, Wild West. So anyway, I created a uh, site um, and uh, it was No Boom Tutorials, my wife's maiden name. And... Um, at that time, the the thinking was, uh, you know, big company, but it's just me. But you know, you have to put yourself as a big company, you know, kind of thing. So, Noteboom Productions, and I have my Noteboom tutorials. And I thought, you know what, I, I was redesigning the site, and everybody knows me as Dan. I, I answer emails personally. It, I am a one man operation. And I thought, Dan's tutorials. I'm just going to rebrand as Dan's tutorials. Yeah. So, some of you know, I don't know if you're listening. If, if any of your listeners know Noteboom tutorials, it's it's now Dan. And if you look under the App Store, you go to Noteboom Tutorials that or Noteboom Productions. Those are my tutorials. But uh, so Dan's tutorials is uh, my site. Um, I offer lessons on um, the Mac, the iPad, the iPhone, Apple TV, and Apple Watch. Um, and uh, I put out usually one or two on a uh, on a daily basis. New lessons. They're categorized by software. So if you want to learn about uh, numbers. You go to the numbers tutorial, and then I have it divided by device, so you can look at numbers for the Mac, numbers for the iPad, numbers for the iPhone. Um, and I started doing through the pandemic. Started doing these AMAs, Ask Me Anything webinars, getting myself comfortable on Zoom and all that. So I've been doing that over a year. I do Great. that every two weeks. Um, and uh, last month I started doing online classes for my members. So this is That's all awesome. I my lessons are free. Anybody can go and view my lessons. Oh, it's great. But when you join the site, um, you know, you're just you're supporting small business. The site keeps track of uh, what lessons you've taken. You can add notes to a lesson. You can resume your last lesson. You can attend any of the online classes. You can attend any of the webinars. So, you know, you, you do get more when you become a, a member. Great. But anybody can go and view the sites. And I have a couple other things up my sleeve. I might introduce next uh, next month. So. Awesome. And so so anybody can go to danstutorials.com and, and you can view the lessons. And if you decide you to join, the lessons. Yep. You know, tell, tell, if you did do decide to sign up, uh, tell them that uh, you heard it uh, first on In Touch with iOS and uh, we'll, mm -hmm. uh, we'll, uh, you won't regret it because yeah, I've been I've been a member too. And then you know, he's got some great stuff out there. So check it out. Uh, really appreciate yeah, I'm it. At, I'm looking at it now. you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's really good at it. So, oh and Warren, yeah, go ahead. You can, you can thank as you. As we always do uh, you, you of course you're on mac to the future uh, uh, on uh, facebook nothing going on there and uh yeah, what else you got asking, yeah, people asking good questions people talking about tech being silly and that's what we do um so that's a fun group if you want or if you do the facebook thing a lot of people are against facebook but so be it 
Um, anyways, yeah, thanks, Dan, for uh, it was nice meeting you. Definitely. Yes, yes. Well, thanks, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely, yeah, glad glad fun. you could be here, Dan. And thanks, Warren, for for you being here as well. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll talk again soon. 